Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Today we're talking about the work you must do if you want to see innovation and growth. And this involves letting your inner kindergartner come out. Why do we want to let our inner, inner kindergartner come out? Well, it's because this is when people do their best work. Today's quote, the universe is one great kindergarten for man. Everything that exists has brought with its own particular lesson. Any idea who said that, Miss uh, Summer Anderson? <laughs> Orison Sweat Martin. You're spot. I have the smartest guest. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Thanks for the cue card. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I, I didn't know this, but he was like, this was said like in the 1800s and he was the founder of Success Magazine. Wow. In the 1897. Amazing. That's how long that magazine has been around. Wow. Crazy, right? That is amazing. Oh, you learn something new every day on the Higher Power that. Radio yes, Show. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. Mm -hmm. We do this by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Ms. Summer Anderson. She is the managing partner of Mirror Partners. Summer has actually been in uh, executive search probably about as long as I have, huh? Yeah, yeah. We are the people that you want to know in executive search. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> so Summer has a proven track record of shaping executive level leaders, guiding leaders to immediate clarity, and simplifying complex organizational matters. She is a trusted advisor to senior executive clients and candidates of Fortune 500 security, technology, and fast-growing companies. She's known for her solid network and longstanding relationships and as a catalyst for funding partnerships which makes Summer our perfect guest for today's uh, topic. Summer, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. This is going to be fun because <laughs> I don't get to I don't get too many competitors that we can no. like kind of share and yes. maybe we'll fight. It'll be fun. <laughs> 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 I don't know. All right. So today we're going to cover a few things. We're going to talk about why it's important to let your inner kindergarten take the lead. And by the way, I didn't come up with this. This is Summer's content, which is amazing. I was like, oh, we're going to have fun with this. We need a sandbox in here. <laughs> we do. Hail and shovel. Complete. Right? Yes. Totally. With a rusty truck in the back that nobody touches. Um, so we're going to talk about how to create an innovative environment. And then we're going to go through a three-step process to foster innovation. So why is this important, Summer? Okay. Why do we need to have our inner kindergartner out? So, you know, it's actually not my original content. I can't take full uh, responsibility. Well, I learned it from you. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, I would have to say that through my travels, my, my favorite friends, recent friends, have become books. Okay. And Culture Code is the book that really highlighted this. But essentially, there was a study done many, many years ago where a group of kindergartners and a group of MBAs were side by side and given in different rooms, of course, the opportunity to have several really important pieces of, of materials to work with. And that was a handful of spaghetti, <laughs> scotch tape, a marshmallow, and I think some string. Okay. Okay. And so what they had to come up with was the highest, most stable structure that the marshmallow had to be on top. Okay. okay. And so in this situation, the MBA sat around and decided 
who was in charge, what were the rules, could they break the rules? They they had a good thirty minute conversation. They went all NBA. They on did. It. They they went all they went strategic <laughs> on it. The kindergartners just dug in and started shoulder to shoulder doing stuff. Guess who won? The kindergartners. Yes, they did. They got the higher structures, and they had a more stable structure, and the marshmallow wasn't toppling, which is really interesting because what it says is that when we work together apolitically. Like we are right now, Rick. Yeah. That's a good example. I love everybody. We, <laughs> we actually come up with better results. Sure. And so when we're not distracted in the workplace by politics or various different other personalities, we're more likely to really bring our full selves. Also, it also prevents us from sparring because we trust each other. And when I trust you to listen to me and you trust me to listen to you, you're more likely to say it really how it is. But isn't sparring kind of good, though, for innovation? <laughs> it is. It is, provided it's done in a safe space. Okay. So, so you're wearing your headgear and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, actually, what you're doing is you're saying, hey, Summer, I have this crazy idea I've been thinking about. You're bringing something. You're courageously bringing an idea that feels a little vulnerable. Sure. Because I could tell you that's a bad idea, right? But we've had enough exchange, let's say, where I'm like, that's a great idea, Rick. Have you thought about this? And anything I bring to the table is additive. Okay. And it's it is a an exchange that makes the idea better. So what happens is innovation is on steroids when there's trust. That's really the bottom line. So why should this be important to entrepreneurs? If you're an entrepreneur and you are building a team as the founder, the most important thing you can do is create a trusting yeah. relationship with everybody on well, that team. Yeah, I get that 100%. Right. And if it starts to falter, the best thing you can do as the CEO or as the leader is to say, me, I'll go first. And that really takes courage to say, I messed up. What happens is the rest of the team goes, oh, I'm actually part of that dysfunction too. And here's my part. And when everybody starts to own their parts, uh, we'll start to laugh about the foibles and the picadillas that we all have. Because we do, right? None of us are perfect. And it's a safer spot. Except for Paul, our, our, uh, our engineer. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's know that. pretty close to perfect. <laughs> yes, indeed. Especially with that shirt today. <laughs> which nobody can see on Facebook Live, so I can make fun of it all I want. <laughs> as a CEO, what should I be embracing here as far as that goes? Yeah. So... Part of what we've seen over a lot of different studies is that when we're really clear, our, when our clarity is palpable, and it's also uh, something that the rest of the team can articulate, what sure. happens is that we go from being very, very capable individuals to being a very cohesive team because they have the language too. So as a CEO, when we start to put language to what it is that we're up to. When we start to um, trust others that they can tell the story just as well, if not better, what happens is that that team starts to do things that are far beyond ourselves. So willingness to allow the organization to run out in front of us and become something bigger than ourselves. That is the key. So you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Find out how healing a person's pain points attracts amazing people to your company. Sign up for our passive talent workshops at stridesearch.com. Our guest today is Summer Anderson. Summer is the managing partner of Mirror Partners, and we're talking about 
embracing your inner kindergartner <laughs> and uh, sparking innovation. Now, how does this tie into the hiring process? Maybe we should bring spaghetti, string, <laughs> and meatballs into into a. Uh, that would be a great and interview, right? Yeah, here you totally. go. What do you do with this? We just came up with a whole new interviewing system. <laughs> oh, just wait till my clients hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to need you guys to make a big pot of spaghetti. <laughs> Get ready. We're going to bring it. We're going to see which people work best collaboratively. <laughs> if I think about how this really primes the soil, so if we think about this, my one of my favorite recent movies that actually was right over here by the Regency. It was at the, the Indie Film Festival. It's called The Biggest Little Farm. And it's Apricot Lanes that's located in Ventura Farm or Ventura. They are, I believe, backed by Oprah. So they had the ability <laughs> so they must have to a really do, nice farm. Uh, they did a really beautiful job. But the idea was they were going to take this almost polluted piece of land and incorporate microorganisms and various different other types of wildlife and livestock and, and crops to get the soil back to a place where it was live. If we fast forward and look at that kind of environment for corporate America or entrepreneur America, mm -hmm. the difference is that you have this biodiverse, really beautiful picture of everyone contributing their best. When you have that environment, you're going to have and keep the people that make it as special a place as it is. If it's not, they'll leave. God, you know, so I agree with you, but I always find that you should hire too based on who you are, right? Yes. And if you're not that person, if you're not that touchy-feely kind of great person, you might be a total jerk. <laughs> then you need to hire total jerks around you, right? Like, I, Well, that's why. I think why. where people get into trouble is they're a total jerk, but then you should be hiring other total jerks who will tell you you're a total jerk rather than yes men. I, I hear right? you. So I will counter by saying <laughs> that total jerk. Is I was being really nice to you. I know, I know. <laughs> they probably are in a lot of pain is what I found. Those people that are jerks on the outside, actually the inside is in pain. So if... They need to play the spaghetti. They do. They absolutely do. If they can get to a different mindset, the clarity that we talked about, when you're clear, what I'm trying to drive is this. And I want to be happy. If the total jerk from the outside really wants to be happy, you can't be happy while being a jerk. Those two things just don't go together. I've seen it. I've had command and control CEOs that want what they want and they want it now. If I show them a better way where they actually can be kinder and not be seen as such a jerk, they're out of pain. It's a different kind of flip. So getting the mindset right first, and I've watched this happen, now you've got a different CEO. You've got a different management team. And you might have to sift through some of the management team to get them to overhaul who they are or ask them to leave. So if you're a jerk CEO, <laughs> you need to go get a plate of spaghetti. I'm not going to let this one go. <laughs> you need to pick up that book first off. How, how do we help somebody get into that kindergarten mindset? Yeah, that's great. So the first thing is being willing to get your curiosity up. Stop I'm, getting out of reactory mode and I need to get this done now. And Yes. And also, usually people who are jerks are really certain that they're right. It's that certainty that gets them to a place of hardened. It's just listen to me. I know what I'm doing. Get out of my way. If their curiosity comes I've up I've been enough, guilty of that. I oh, me too. Once me too. or twice. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll load up to more than once. Trust me. Ask my teenagers. They'll tell you. But when truly 
when that person realizes that command and control, my way or the highway, doesn't get them what they want because they lose their best people, that person's taken away. Why? Because the culture is so caustic. They know they have to change. And I'd say we can thank our millennials. Thank you, millennials. I totally agree. For pushing this because we put up with it for far too long and we thought it was okay. And it's really, really not. We're now in a, in a hard spot where a lot of our best talent is demanding a better way. Yeah. And if they don't get it, they leave. Exactly. And there's, and whereas our generation, we stuck around with it. We're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just, right. they don't think twice about bouncing. That's right. Because I said so, it doesn't and work I'm anymore. So je- <laughs> I'm so jealous of that. I wish I would have been able to do that. I was like, oh, I got a car payment. You rationalize staying. You do. Yeah. You absolutely do. So it's, it's making a decision that you want to be more and that you want to grow something bigger than yourself and that you don't have all the answers. So curiosity is first. Second, I think it's really important that this person's willing to kind of empty themselves and listen. Like listening to your people, what it says is, I want you to feel seen and heard and that's more important than me driving my agenda because I believe that you have some great ideas too. It's making space for others. Yeah, you definitely have to make people feel like they're contributing. Otherwise, they're going to leave too. Right, that's right. If, they're not, if they don't feel like they have a voice. I see it all the time in my recruiting, and you probably do too. Yes, I do. Number one, number one reason why is because for me is that most people don't feel like they have growth opportunities. Yes, that's but number right. two is always hand in hand with like leadership issues or not feeling like they have a voice or being heard mm-hmm. or... And I can almost play all my messaging off that because yes. everybody's got that issue. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So when you've got a team that feels seen and heard, you're going to get more, a lot more out of them. They probably won't say, talk to the hand dude. I got to get out of here. It's five o'clock. They will forget what time it is because they're having so much fun. Oh, yeah. And when it's seven o'clock, someone might walk up and say, don't you have dinner plans? Oh, yes. My wife had me, wanted me home at seven or wanted me home by seven. And it's, I've got an hour of commute or whatever it is. It's a different attitude when you feel seen and heard at work. Totally. Well, you get you get in, engulfed in the work. I mean, like you're enjoying being there. Exactly. As opposed to looking at your watch. I don't even wear a watch, but <laughs> <laughs> looking at your watch going, okay, when can I get out of here? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's that intrinsic motivation, <clears throat> the motivation that comes from within rather than the extrinsic, which is I got to work to get my bonus. I like the analogy, by the way, with a farm. That was really kind of cool. So you have to manage your own soil. You have to kind of really figure out what stinks yeah. <laughs> and fix it. Yeah. And w- so you, that, that requires that you do some self-introspection. I do. And I think my favorite this part is a of lot the, to ask it, for people. It, it is. I, I know. What I will say is in the middle of the film, they get real. They talk about California brush fires almost taking their farm. They talk about pests that are taking over their farm. And that's true for business. When you're in the middle of a crisis. You've lost half your people or some really important people. You've got a competitor that's eating your lunch. There's a whole lot of things that can happen in business that keep you up at night. However, we have a choice. We can either have those things make us better or make us better. And when we get better, when we see the solution and we step back, and he actually talks about this in the movie, when we step back and look at the problem, we see the solution right behind the problem. So a great example, (laughs) he's got a pest problem with snails that are eating all their favorite fruits, right, that are selling the hottest in the marketplace. And all of a sudden, someone goes, what what is the main predator of snails or what eats snails? And he's like, ducks. He does a little homework. So he goes and gets a passel of ducks, (laughs) sets them free in the vineyard 
and kabam, they're gone. Snails are gone. They're gone. You don't need pest control. I mean, you just no. bring in an animal. You just bring in an animal. I think, you know, it's funny because I, when I lived in Hawaii for a while and I remember there was mongoose running around all the time, mm-hmm. all over the place. And they had a problem with rats, so they brought in mongoose. But rats are nocturnal and mongoose are the hunter in the day. Yeah. And so it didn't solve their problem. <laughs> right. They just added another they just added yeah. another pest. That's right. So yeah. it's it's more about making sure that the changes you are making are gonna directly impact the biggest problem you've got. All right. So how do we do this? You have three steps I think to do this. How do we Yeah. So the first thing is you gotta build courage. Mm-hmm. You gotta inspire trust and help everybody get to a place where they're willing to make a difference first with them first. It's the man in the mirror. Open your eyes and look at yourself first, right? Because any problems that you have in an organization stem from you. Always. Yeah. Always. If you're the leader, guess what? Yeah. It's you. It always rolled back <laughs> to you. It's not them. It's right. not employee issues. It's the way in which you're managing your employees. Exactly. Yeah. And and the longer you look, the more you'll figure out what it is that you need to fix. So that's the first thing. Yep. The other thing is, is you got to kind of review the sacred cows. So what are sacred cows? So the taboo issues or the way that we Should do things. Should have brought my yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the things that we're not willing to talk about because, one, they're too scary or they're really, really close to home, right? Okay. So t- give me an example of a taboo. Okay. So if we've got – I'll give you a real-time example. We've got two cultures in one client. We've got half of the team in Spain and half of the team in the U.S. The U.S. is command and control. That's how they get stuff done. And that's how this founder has driven, I think, six exits. He's really pretty incredible. And he's the golden child by all measures on American soil. Within Spain, there's the siesta. There's all of August vacations. There's relationship. There's breaking bread together and getting real. When those two things collide, you've got a problem, <laughs> right? So the that sacred... The sacred cow here is, hey, relationship does matter. You can't pretend it doesn't. And when we pretend that it doesn't, guess what? We're going to wind up in a pretty sad place. We're going to lose our technology. Well, for a startup, though, what would be another taboo topic? For a startup, maybe the fact that the CEO loses his or her temper far too fast in the middle of something really hot and dangerous, meaning that big bill that just came over that we've got to get a line of credit for, right? Or... Whatever else that that person, whatever pushes their hot buttons, right? If that person has a temper but won't talk about it, that's a problem. Or Well, that's when people check out. Exactly. Or if you've got – I've also seen um, communication styles. Like the meeting isn't happening in the meeting. It's happening after the meeting in a corner when someone can influence the CEO. And then everything changes. So everybody's disempowered. So dysfunctions. Dysfunctions. Yeah. Okay, so the sacred cows are the dysfunctions. Exactly. And being open about them. Precisely. And that eliminates the politicking, really. <laughs> it does. Yes. I mean, I always think that if you just take, if you can somehow just work on getting rid of politicking, that's the, the key contributor to innovation and collaboration. Right. So I'll, I'll just tell one other story on sure. that. Amazon, not Amazon, sorry, Google, has a <clears throat> policy that if gossip is happening in email about a person, they can be CC'd. At any point by anyone on the communication line. That's a great rule. Yes. Until I get sued by, by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what it means. It's an invasion of privacy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What it means is there's not crap. Excuse my French. There shouldn't be. In the system. It's... No, that's what you, that's after work. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, if you're well, going to not, do it, yes. if you're going to do it, that's, <laughs> sorry. 
Like, <laughs> yes, you're right. If we're being real here for a minute, insert foot in mouth. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like you know, for the tabloids, like go, go, right. Go to the go yes. to the store and pick up a magazine. Right. Boy, I just walked in that. <laughs> All right. The third one would be what? Add diversity of thought. So, so often we surround ourselves with people who are just like us. And people that will say yes to us. Because it's familiar to us. It's familiar to us. Yeah. And we're pretty comfortable. But if there's one thing I've learned, and I'm sure you have too, we're both entrepreneurs, is that this life, if we want to grow, we're going to have to get uncomfortable again. Yeah, and I do that quite often. <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly in a state of uncomfortable. <laughs> really? Right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which is why... Why I actually go to yoga. Is it scary that you get comfortable with being comfortable sometimes? Well, I, so this is why I had to go to yoga because I had to like learn how to be in a really uncomfortable situation and go, I'm okay. I picked up meditation for that reason. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I think, I think that we have to get through the, mm, I don't know, the window to say this feeling that I've got, it just means I'm growing, reassessing and realigning it. I'm not uncomfortable for no reason. There's there's some real stuff here. Diversity is a big hot topic, and I think it's kind of related to race and sexual orientation and all these yeah. other things. But yeah. really, you know, I think when we talked on the phone, you brought up a really good point, which is diversity and thought comes from your background, where you come from, yeah. how you view life. Yes. And that adds to innovation. It does. That adds a lot to – and that's uncomfortable for a lot of us entrepreneurs to be able to hire somebody. As long as they fit with your corporate values <laughs> – you should hire them. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, quick takeaway. I would say, most importantly, be willing to look within and start with yourself. That's probably the most important thing. The other piece is be willing to grow and get ready to help your people grow. Because if they're growing with you, you're more likely to get to where you're, plan you're planning on going and far beyond what you ever dreamed. And you get out of reactorary mode. Do, well, do. we're just about out of time for today's show. Summer, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Thank you. Now, what would be the best way members of our community can find you? www.mirpartners.com. And that's M-I-R-O-R partners.com. And you're also speaking I this am. week at Disrupt HR. That's right. Thursday. Thursday. So go really to Disrupt exciting. HR, guys. Yes. Come see me. I'm going to see you. Very cool. Yep. All right. Awesome. Um, any uh, LinkedIn or anything like that? Um, yes, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Summer Henderson. Looking forward to talking with you all and getting to know you. And that's S-U-M-M-E-R-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N, -E -E right? O-N. O-N. My bad. See, I totally <laughs> messed that up. I'm just a wreck today. <laughs> all right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts. Our producers, Andrea Bialan, Shanti Ryle, and our creative director, Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening, and we love your feedback after all the shows for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, radio.com, or drop me a line at rick at stridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Kevin Lawrence. He is the CEO of Lawrence & Company. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.